0: This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado, that carries brands such as Engineer Garments, VisVim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, ranging from under-the-radar emerging brands, to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grendel, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. The team over at Canoe Club has been very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it Collective FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Thank you again for agreeing to be on the podcast. Before we jump into everything, do you want to share just a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, for sure,
1: man. I'm Dan Rosson. Uh, menswear assistant buyer at Selfridges Designer Street. So I've been in Selfridges for about five years. Um, so, yeah, currently working on the menswear designer street area in, in buying. So, yeah, overseeing brands like uh, Alix, so Coldwall, Nicholas Daly, Stone Island, Toga, um, but sort of the Bavonate, Off-White. Um, so, yeah, a real eclectic mix of of brands and sort of our uh, Answer to the sort of merging of high-end brands and and streetwear, and it's our sort of most progressive, exciting department within Selfridges. And yeah, I've been a been a buyer for yeah four and a bit years now in that area. So yeah,
0: amazing. Yeah, and we'll be getting to all of that over the course of the episode. You know, jumping into the first segment. You know, style ethos. How would you describe your personal style?
1: So it's pretty classic heritage menswear sort of inspired a lot of um yeah you know your, your staple kind of categories outerwear very heavy um you know living in the uk weather's pretty terrible so you always got to have outerwear games always got to be on point but yeah knitwear shirt in trousers pretty conventional kind of silhouettes but i've always been super interested in like yeah fabrications and how that can be yeah how you can have a bit of a bit of a bit of variety brought in food that, but yeah it's pretty 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 conventional sort of style so yeah her, heritage heritage menswear is what I'd, what I'd say yeah
0: nice yeah i mean i saw you posting a lot about uh cb company which is oh like yeah an yeah incredible brand
1: yeah no f- oh for sure it's um yeah top top three all time for me i think it's um I've always been someone who's been like super fascinated by by craft and sort of product innovation and fabric innovation and that is a brand that is you know it can be sort of pared back but it's also if you're someone who is interested in innovation and the sort of the best a garment can be that is one of the best brands that you could think of in that respect you know mass molestie, probably the best to ever do it in terms of like yeah innovation of garments and fabrics and yeah it's yeah definitely uh definitely definitely a top three
0: for me for sure yeah i mean it's really incredible i mean do you have like an all-time like grail from cp company
1: oh yeah the 88 milli so the so the brand's founded in well 82 so two seasons in so based off of the like millimilia like the long distance uh italian road racing um based off of what they would wear when they were doing the road races the uh, to the original melee jacket so it's like the the beige sort of super heavy canvas with the with the goggles so that's where basically all the goggle kind of inspo comes from is from that jacket but yeah not not got, not got a funds to be able to for one of those these days but yeah definitely the original 88 race milli is a is a grail for sure
0: yeah i would love to like spend a day going through their archives
1: oh yeah yeah for sure man like it's so that i mean the the osti archive in Bologna in um yeah i think yeah bologna is um not always open to the public but they're doing sort of four or five days a year now in the in the summer in italy where you can go out there and they do like a ballot for tickets for be able to people to be able to go and it's yeah harder than like Glastonbury tickets or you know Coachella or whatever like harder tickets to get than that but yeah definitely on a bucket list to go there for sure I've um, been trying to butter up some people for a long time to be able to let me to to go there but yeah no definitely it would be a it'd be an amazing place to go
0: moving to the next segment you know what are you currently obsessed with you know this could be books music tv shows films food pretty much anything
1: yeah, so is there's a, is a good brain just about she um well, i think on tv at the minute tv i always try and go like a bit of a distraction really like something that's not away from the sort of you know passion and, and scapy thing i think that can get a bit too serious at times but yeah the the last of us that new hbo series
0: yeah pedro Pascal.
1: wicked man yeah he's a don like very very good like really good and mixing that in with a bit of trash TV, you know, below deck was good to, to sort of numb the minds and, uh, exactly <laughs> yeah, high and low, <laughs> a hundred percent. Man, like that mixes back to the heritage menswear style kind of thing, you know, high, low, like mixing something expensive with something that's very accessible, like, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, music, the new Daphne album that came out last year, amazing, like, really, really good. And if in over mono releases super good uh, interplanetary criminal a couple of those are like uk artists like electronic music
0: both of those really really good definitely recommend let's like check it out do and, um, you um go to like any like local like venues to like check out like new artists
1: um yeah there's a couple good spots near me in london lion and the lamb that's really good in hoxton which is near Shoreditch. so if you like yeah dance music electronic music it's always really really good uh pickle factory which is also in Hackney, which is really good um yeah blessed to have some friends that work sort of yeah adjacent to music and those kind of guys helps put me onto those places but they those two venues especially if you're in london and you like dance music both really really good for sure and then books i've just been reading uh tony wilson the founder of factory records in manchester so his book by uh, the author tony morley so super interesting sort of perspective on that time of uk culture so the uh factory records so you know joy division new order happy mondays yeah. um, and it's sort of his life framed through the kind of the the time so him being born in the 50s and then going to cambridge university in the 60s late 60s early 70s and then him going on to being you know tv presenter at granada which is now itv in the uk and then going on to sort of spearhead one of the most influential record labels in the uk is. Uh, yeah, it's something that I was obsessed with since I was since I was really young, and then this book is a yeah, no, really interesting sort of portrayal of those times and framed and everything that goes along with it. So you know Thatcher's Britain in the UK and everything else that went along, and you know not directly connected to that, but like you know Vietnam in the sixties and the Cold War and everything that kind of goes along with it. It's a you know, really interesting sort of portrayal of those of that sort of period of history which is yeah and framed alongside some of the best music ever made is yeah no definitely recommend those everyone to check it out. Yeah. From Manchester with Love. It's called by Tony Morley. Really good.
0: Yeah, that sounds incredible. Where did you pick it up from?
1: Like a local bookstore or online or so uh, my flatmate actually got it for me for Secret Santa. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew I was nice. super, super, super into that. Um I've always been really obsessed with that sort of time period of music and I went to university in Manchester, so I've always had a big affinity for that place. And um, that sort of, I've read a lot read a lot about it, you know, watched films, documentaries, but this book is a sort of different perspective from what you'd get, I think, normally. Um, and he's, yeah, he's an amazing writer, Tony so Morley. I need to check out more of his stuff, actually, after picking this up. But yeah, no, amazing writer.
0: Yeah. Moving into, you know, the next segment, just kind of getting your quick opinion on a few things. You know, we've all been... You know watching everything with fashion week pretty closely anything that you know that you want to highlight anything that like really that you really enjoyed from from the recent fashion week shows
1: uh i think namacheco super strong it's always been really good it's always been spin mean, yeah always have my eye on i think what dillian does is yeah amazing like super good fabrics and his sort of yeah heritage in style and everything else blended into what he's doing design wise is always is always really interesting but i think that yeah just the the clothes are really amazing yeah friend of mine sage so does sage nation is a yeah really 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 good brands out of london one of my favorites yeah man wicked so good um his sort of yeah dual heritage japanese english that sort of it kind of sums up my style personally to to be honest like Heritage menswear staples, knitwear, trousers, outerwear, but with a bit of a twist. Whether that's you know the box bits on the trousers or oversized silhouettes on the jackets, just yeah, a really interesting take on menswear. I think a lot of that kind of product can be can be quite samey. I think the way he approaches it with the things that he does are super interesting. So yeah, big big fan of Sage for sure, and you know a bit biased.
0: Because <laughs> he's a friend of mine, but no, for sure. Like, love what Sage does. Do you have any pieces from him currently that you're really, really enjoying? Yes, no, I do. the The
1: smock that he did uh last season or season before, like ventil smock, like you know, w- water repellent, like really nice, like sandy colorway, like cinch hood. Yeah, it's yeah, per- perfect outerwear in in my mind. Um, really good. We've got some seer sucker trousers from him as well, which are which which are amazing but yeah just that sort of japanese design sensibility where it's like you know the fabrics are a bit more interesting the textures but mixed with they are conventional menswear silhouettes you know the silhouettes aren't crazy they're not you know avant-garde mental but just with that little design sensibility touch just makes them yeah extra special for sure mantle as well one the brands out of australia um oh man, really so good yeah really really like what those guys do um super tactile amazing fabrics like yeah for sure like a really interesting take on workwear definitely um for for a category category sorry they can be quite samey what those guys do is yeah no definitely definitely mess with those guys a lot and then gr10k as well which is uh that based out of italy which is a based originally around out of out of sorry uh Italian workwear factories where they make uniforms for the the police or the fire service they basically use a lot of the deadstock fabric out of there and have yeah no created some really amazing amazing stuff out of there and I think they're a I tend to shy away a little bit from the kind of you know go outdoorsy thing which is happening right now and i think what those guys do on that is a, is a better take than what a lot of the other brands do it's a little bit less obvious that it's you know super technical functional but it's more of a design-led proposal which i think is 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 is, is super interesting
0: so yeah gr10k for sure is yeah yeah really good yeah and i feel like all those brands are brands that like you really have to like touch it and feel it and try it on to like really. It's truly special about it. I mean, I love what Mantle does. I have one of their caps from last season and really love like the shirting and the pants they make. um They had like this like rain jacket that like changed colors depending on like how yeah, yeah. you wear it. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's, I think that's the sort of for any, you know, young designers out there trying to aspire like that is where you should sort of start your basis from is from fabric. Cause I think silhouettes are, know especially in menswear are conventional you know shirts over shirts rain jackets you know the the sort of patterns for those products are not you know they're not mind-boggling they are you know they're pretty easy but yeah exactly like you said like the fabric first sort of approach that mantle takes is that's a point of difference for any young brands you know like you know anyone can make a anyone can make a jacket but pushing it that bit further using the fabric innovation is something that could really set you apart as a young brand. And I think, you know, a brand that's been going, I don't know, you know, less than 10 years for sure. That's really a point of difference, especially for me as a buyer, that's something you would look at to say, this is something which is different to what the rest of the market
0: is doing. Totally agree. You know, moving into like the main part of the interview, wanting to learn more about your history and your journey. How did you initially kind of get interested in you know fashion? I think I've always been interested in sort
1: of artistic pursuits, whether that's you know photography or fine art or architecture. And I think I'm not gonna be one of those guys that comes around and says, Oh, you know, when I was 12 years old, I was looking at com you yeah, know, that's that is not true. Like when I was I think I was always interested in artistic things. And then when I sort of got to 16, got to a job, I got a job at the Ralph Outlet store. Um, and then so in that store, you know, we'd sell you know, whatever, you know, your, your normal Ralph products and we, but we were getting like LRL or Purple Label or, you know, the, the other Ralph stuff, which is more interesting. And that's when I really started to think that, oh, actually, you know, I've always been interested in these creative pursuits, but maybe fashion is the niche that I really want to go after. So I, when it was coming around to university time, so... You know in in the uk i thought, i don't know how it is in the us but you, you go to university when you're 18 and i was like oh you know i think the fashion is really what i want to go after and went to manchester to study textile design uh, textile science and uh retail and so in that course we would do you know properties of fabrics how fabrics are made and you know really looking at it on like a kind of scientific level and that sort of then spurred me on even further to be like, actually, you know, definitely fashion is something I want to study after that. And I think I was lucky in that sort of time. It was the, the kind of golden era of London fashion week. So, you know, Kotweiler, Craig Green, uh, JW Anderson, Nazir, Christopher Shannon, like was sort of lucky enough to be kind of you know coming into being in, interested in the industry around that time and then you know away from london the sort of you know golden years of Raff com and it was just sort of a perfect storm really of and you know instagram you know coming around and being popular you know post tumblr everything else and it was yeah, know definitely a sort of perfect storm of me being you know coming into the industry at the right time but i think that
0: that for sure that everything that was happening in london at that time was super inspiring like yeah because i feel like london does a really great job of kind of fostering like a really great environment for upcoming like fashion designers i feel like you guys always really take care of like the creatives that come from your community which i think is really incredible
1: no no a hundred percent i think it's the I mean, you know, London's an amazing city. It's, you know, super diverse, multicultural. And I think a lot of the people that come through London are, it's, you know, such a wide breadth of, you know, not not just inspirations, but, you know, access to, you know, manufacturing or everything else. And I think that that really, really fosters a lot of those brands. And I think that, you know, I mean, you can see it for yourself, like, you know, JW Anderson's that, you know, Craig director of Loewe and, you know, Craig Craig Green's been one of the, you know, most innovative brands for a long time. But I think that a lot of the brands that maybe didn't make it to that sort of pedestal of those brands did, you know, Kottweiler, for example, like Kottweiler is one of my favorite brands of all time. And, you know, sadly, doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, just another example, of one of those brands that was, you know, heavily London, like sportswear, like technical sportswear influenced that, would only have existed if it had been in London. You know, like that brand couldn't have existed in Paris because it wouldn't have resonated in the same way in a lot of their references, whether it was, you know, rave culture or sportswear or everything else. I think, yeah, no, for sure. Like London does an amazing job at that. And, you know, the the new crop of London fashion week brands now, Sawnash, Robin Lynch, uh, Shetlow. Yeah, no, London always has a sort of, because it because it is such an international, multicultural city, and you know the, the the British Fashion Council has a lot to do with that. The sort of their backing and their sort of promotion of small, young brands has has really sort of fostered that and and, and let it grow. And I think that's like, yeah, no, it's an it's an amazing thing to sort of witness or be a part of. And I think that you know. Paris is amazing, but it's very big and it's very commercial. You know, you're never going to compete with Dior or Balenciaga or Saint Laurent or whatever. And I think what London has to its advantage is it doesn't have that big sort of behemoth brand, like you know, over everyone else. And that's the reason that we can sort of foster and bring these sort of young talent and brands through. And it's, yeah, no, it's a, and I was sort of, yeah, lucky enough to be in that sort of perfect storm of what I call the you know, the, the golden age of that sort of London Fashion Week scene of the, yeah, Nazir and Kottweiler. And yeah, as I said, everything else. And
0: yeah, great time. Yeah. And I don't think we can talk about, you know, London fashion without talking about Selfridges, um, which is where you're at right now. As you mentioned, you know, how was your experience of, you know, joining the team at Selfridges? I know you started off, you know, working on the floor and then made your way up to your current position of being a menswear buyer yeah no definitely i
1: think it's it's a bit of an institution you know it's a, a landmark in the uk and i think it's i think it's it's very difficult it's you know it's it's easy to own a small niche boutique retail store right where you buy you know five or six brands and you cater to a specific market but it's very 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 difficult to do mass market retail so you know you can go to selfridges you can buy a greetings card or a birthday card for two pounds or you can buy a you know a birkin handbag for you know 100 100 grand whatever it is and i think it's very difficult to to make that sort of mass market retail experience that appeals to everyone and i think that you know we are probably you know no no shade to other i won't name them but you know other <laughs> other main retail stores that Exist in the UK they try and do that or online platforms, but I think that that is sort of the thing that drew me to Selfridges is you know is the prime retail experience in Europe and yeah no definitely it was always something that I gravitated toward and somewhere that I wanted to work and yeah started in Manchester on the on the on the shop floor and then was lucky enough to get a get an opportunity to to move up to the head office and yeah never never look back because yeah an amazing team that we've got and I think a lot of people would. People would reciprocate that that we've got sort of, especially in menswear, and you know women's wear I know too because I because I work with those guys. But yeah, is it is the best it is the best buying team in the world. Like you know, amazing guys who guys and girls who you know, know 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 their stuff. And yeah, no, definitely it's a blessed blessed to be here for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean Salvage is incredible. Really love always dropping by whenever I'm I'm in London. You know, I think being a buyer is often a very glamorized position um, when people think about fashion. <laughs> For sure. You know, what are some things that people people often don't get right or maybe like a misconception of of being a buyer? Because I know it's a difficult position. You know, I used to be a merchandiser for Dover Street Market and a lot goes into it.
1: Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I think it's fundamentally understanding who your customer base is and... You know, you can pick the wackiest, most avant-garde stuff, but ultimately the the, the job description is about commerciality and it's about making money, and it's about understanding fundamentally who your customer is, what they want, and being flexible and reactive to the time. So, you know, what is what is popular, what is and identifying, you know, what has staying power and also seeing things that are, you know, what's an immediate opportunity, which is going to sell well now, but maybe isn't a long lasting thing that you're going to have forever. So it's about, I think it's about sort of looking at this kind of, the zeitgeist of everything that's happening and understanding, you know, what's commercial, what's going to work well, and what is just a, you know, what is just a fad. And then, you know, maybe, you know, you can engage in that, but ultimately understanding what's going to, because, you know, my my job is about making money it's about being commercial but it also helps as a product guy which, which I am you know someone who's been you know obsessed with clothes for a long time is indulging that passion too so you know buying stuff which is innovative buying stuff that's exciting buying stuff that's gonna you know scratch the itch of people who are like me who are into product too so it's yeah no it's sort of understanding the 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 brief that is working for what is, you know, a multi, a big, big, big corporate entity. So it's about balancing those two things, you know, commerciality and creativity and trying to yeah, get the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's actually a great segue. I mean, I really wanted to get an, an idea of like, what's exciting you about, you know, men's fashion right now. I feel like it's in a pretty good spot. I mean, I feel like in past eras of like men's fashion, there is like a look and this was like, the only look you know what are your thoughts on just like men's fashion right now
1: i oh, definitely i think it's
0: i think it's in an interesting
1: space i think sort of seven eight years ago menswear sort of for the first time ever jumped above menswear in terms of relevance so i think that when we we're in, you know the peaks sort of streetwear i don't really like to use the word streetwear i think it's a bit of a Bit a bit of a bit of a dirty term but you know when that sort of that curve happened where menswear was sort of in terms of press and coverage wise was the main focus of a lot of people kind of put it into the spotlight that it is in now i think that the pandemic obviously inhibited uh, brands to, to to a certain extent but i think generally menswear is in is in a good place and i think that obviously sort of you know your s- social media platforms has, have helped a lot with menswear specifically because i think it's menswear is a lot about community whether that's you know outdoors or more sartorial or streetwear or men i think menswear has always been more sort of tribe driven whether women's wear is very trend driven and I think that sort of menswear has benefited more from social media than women's wear has in a certain sense that those sort of tribes have become more defined and you know it's okay to be you know if you, you know if you're going to be you know more gender fluid or Expressive via fashion that has worked more into menswear now or if you want to be you know super technical or outdoorsy that also works or if you want to be conventional and you want to wear a suit and tie every day that is also okay you know i think it is in a great space in terms of diversity of looks and images you know through a variety of facets but you know instagram and and tiktok and everything else has has, has definitely helped that whether i think women's wear is more image driven like women's wear is very trend driven like you know celebrity endorsements and whatever else really power that industry opposed to menswear which is is more i think you know my opinion is more uh individualistic for sure
0: yeah that's really interesting i mean any other like trends that you've noticed from just seeing you know from your consumers from your customers that shop at selfridges like are you seeing any other trends and i'm actually kind of curious do you find that most of your customers are based in europe or do you feel like it's it's very very global in terms of like your customer base
1: no i think we're we're a pretty international business now i think especially london london's such an international city um you know big customer base in the middle east china um europe and, and then obviously the uk you know, i've got stores in manchester we've got stores in birmingham But I think also with the internet, like sort of culture is very homogenized. Like, you know, things, you know, things that are popular in Asia to a certain extent are also popular here. So I think that in terms of product wise, I don't think anything is super specific to any region or any country uh, anymore. And I think that that is sort of also helped the growth of those sort of menswear subculture genres that I was talking about before, because, you know, there are people in China who dress the same as they do here. You know, they wear Solomons, they wear Arterex. This is just me quoting. So, you yeah, know, I live in Hackney, in East London. So, you know, that is the dominant sort of style, zeitgeist thing right now. And, you know, you could go to China or you could go to France or you could go to the Middle East and there will be people who would dress like that. So I think that in that respect, it's, a global sort of yeah sort of mishmash of influences and 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 stars for sure so yeah that is sort of the benefit of being a global retailer is that you can connect to people in all different corners of the world and all different cultures but they can effectively be buying the same products for the same reason because i think that's the world we live in today right It's, it's it's a global world it's international it's yeah it's a it's a cool thing to be a part of for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I always love visiting London and, you know, I plan on going out there, uh, later this year. Uh, do you have like a favorite neighborhood or, you know, place to go just to hang out, people watch?
1: Uh, Hackney for sure. I mean, that's where I've, that's where I've lived for the last couple of years. But yeah, um, I think that's just the most sort of, for me personally, uh, creative, sort of interesting part of town. Um, but, you know, London's got so many amazing spots. Like, you know, Soho is is also you know, if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna stay out a bit later, if you wanna get a bit looser, then Soho is good for sure. But yeah, and then s- Southeast London, sort of Peckham, brickson area, also s- super interesting, like super fun. But yeah, no, for me, it's always 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 happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always love to share some of my favorites when I have people from retailers on to share some of my favorite brands and you know one of my favorite brands right now is definitely orally i really love what they yeah. do and i think it's amazing yeah yeah very like aligned with like where my style is right now um i know you guys have like a lot of like the really incredible like mohair
1: yes yeah we do um yeah shout out philippa not summer um for sure through here yeah, who we work with orally through but yeah um i think if you're a if you're a fabric guy if you're a you know someone who likes the way garments are made and garment construction then orally is 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 definitely a go to but also if you're not and you know I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide it it's an expensive brand so if you are if you're someone who's got a lot of money and you know appreciates the finer things then it also uh, appeals to you as well but yeah definitely uh Orly is amazing and yeah gr10k who i mentioned earlier is also another brand who's distributed for the same sort of uh, agency as orally um, but yeah, no, definitely Orly is, um, yeah, sort of appeals to a lot of different customer base. If you want to be more refined and more tailored, it appeals to you, but if you want to, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it ticks a lot of boxes. So
0: yeah, Orly is wicked for sure. Yeah. And, um, uh, Philip's really great. Um, really love what he does for Orally GR10K, and I think he does Winnie New York as well. Um, yeah. And,
1: really- uh, Elev as well, which is a really good little brand out of Japan, which I think is only stocked maybe chcm in new york but yeah, yeah. definitely want to definitely ones to keep your eye on uh a i think i'm saying that right Elev is y-l-e-v-e um yeah so they're, they're fa- a lot of the fabrics that you used in the last collection were made in the same mills that orally used so
0: um yeah definitely one to keep an eye on for sure if you like orally nice i didn't know that yeah i mean shout out to sweet2 at chcm i'll definitely mm. have to swing by this weekend and, and check it out um yeah i really love it i posted about it on on instagram i really love what they do i didn't realize that philip also represents them that's really cool
1: yeah no definitely they've yeah shout out philip like they yeah, had those guys got a great eye and i think that um he was telling me something where it was like a lot of the buyers who were coming through were saying oh you know like maybe left's got a bit of fabrics and orally and he was like oh actually that like, they come from the same mill so i think a lot of people are like yeah, pretty pretty guess of what those guys were doing. But yeah,
0: definitely one to look out for, for sure. Amazing. Um, The next brand I wanted to talk about was uh, Cairo Research. You know, shout out to Kartek. He was a previous yeah. guest on the podcast. Really love seeing him, like, kind of blow up in the last year or so and see the brand expand and, you know, continue to do really, really, like, groundbreaking work.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And shout out Greg as well, who distributes karu and my guy sage as well definitely um yeah No, love what caru does i think it's you know definitely love to see people sort of lean into their sort of their heritage and where they're from and those sort of influences on on, on clothing but also to work those into what are pretty easy to wear garments you know they're not scary to look at They're you know work pants shirting outerwear they're pretty conventional but you
0: know yeah, amazing details, fabrics, and
1: yeah,
0: the love what Carrie does, for sure. And then lastly, I wanted to just wrap up with, you know, Wales Bonner. I know that it's been a brand that's been on the come up and really is like probably one of the top brands right now, especially coming out of the UK. Really love the recent collection and, you know, love what you guys have uh, carried at the store right now.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I actually feel bad. Yeah, that sort of London Fashion Week era I was mentioning earlier. She's definitely a part of that too. Yeah, no, amazing designer. Super sort of conscious in in, in yeah fabric choices and silhouettes and references. And that. I'm, I'm really glad she got the sort of the nod from Adidas to, to to work with those guys and sort of maybe push the brand into the mainstream because I think that those brands are, you know, brands that are super considered and. You know, thoughtfully designed are difficult to make mainstream. And I think if you can get the sort of cosign of someone like Adidas to help you know shoes product, you know things that are price point wise more accessible, are is super valuable. And I think you know I have friends who you know would never have heard of of what Grace does before, but now know of her because of the Adidas product. And I think that's you know super valuable to be able to get that on board. But that is a credit to her for what she was doing previous to that, to all the work she's put in. and um, Yeah, no, definitely, definitely one of London's sort of, yeah,
0: shining, shining lights for sure. I'm actually kind of curious just to learn more about any other brands that you really love that's carried out the store that people should be checking out, any particular pieces?
1: Um, what do I really like we've got going on right now? Um, for, for, for me personally, I was gravitate to my to to my to my favorite so yes stone island cp um i think that it's cp especially is a brand that has been you know beloved in the uk for a long time you know whether for right or wrong reasons you know the casual subculture like whatever you think about that but i think that if you really love products and you love you know innovation and you love design like there is no better brand than that and if you want to own a a jacket or a you know a knit or a sweat or whatever that will last your entire lifetime then that, that is a brand that for sure you should definitely definitely check out and i think especially if you're you know your your listenership is demographic is mainly in america like that is a, a brand which is which, which which is timeless and which is really amazing um we're, do, we're doing some other we've doing some other projects coming soon so you know away from that we've done you know done projects with uh jaden smith recently we've done done with pharrell and we've got some other sort of projects coming out soon with musicians tbc coming soon so yeah keep keep, keep your eyes peeled for that on a more sort of mainstream mainstream kind of lane but yeah those are those are the couple that spring to mind straight away just because you know always always biased towards cp
0: yeah how is it working on those kind of projects with you know high level you know creatives you know how is that process and how hands-on do they typically get
1: um I think it it can vary from from sort of musician to musician so yeah we've done we've done Jaden Smith we've done uh Liam Gallagher we've done Pharrell I think it ultimately yeah no it, it varies from case to case I think from a lot of the time it is a lot of things are you know handled through you know uh, managers or marketing or agencies and i think that they're always sort of geared towards commerciality and nothing's ever super you know if you're a if you're a, if you're a product guy if you're a fashion guy it's maybe not super exciting but if you're ultimately we are a mainstream department store you know our customer base are you know normal people so that sort of that is the lane that we're catering towards there um and i think you know a a good buyer understands the balance between commerciality and creativity so i think those projects definitely lean on the on on the commercial side i think they're always you know all my experiences with working with those sort of people are, are are really good you know they're super super friendly super hospitable. But I think that that is the the, the sort of the gauge of a of, of a good store and a good buyer, right? Is to is is to appeal to everyone. Is to understand the needs of the whole market. You know, you can sell, you know, the the brands we spoke about, the, you know the the Sage Nations or the Oralees of the world, which are a bit more niche, or you can you know be able to market products through a uh, Pharrell, to you know who is you know is an icon like you know, Pharrells. Pharrells one of the best to ever do it. So you know, I think that is testament to to, to to us as a brand and our sort of our sort of staying power and yeah no and always only only good things to say about working with those guys for sure
0: yeah and i mean i think that's one of the main reasons why Selfages remains a you know fixture in you know london and just fashion in general you know anything in particular that people should be kind of keeping an eye out for from from you or from you know selfishness um, I think, we, I mean, we've always as the business had a quite a, a big focus on
1: sustainability. So we're definitely pushing a lot of vintage sellers for the next co- for the next couple of years, and, um, and and we have been for, for you know for the for the years previous. So definitely a focus on the not necessarily you know the the new ready-to-wear products you can buy everywhere, but you know working with amazing vintage curators and, and sellers to. To sort of platform those guys and 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 push people to like, other ways to shop that aren't just aren't just new products and yeah you know, just and just activations man just like in store like I think the obviously you know we live you know super super digital world social media and online is very important but I also think the the in store experience is super important like if if you love product and you love clothes like the tangible experience is you know, unparalleled and, you know, coming into the store and seeing the, you know, the, you know, the shop fits that we have and the spaces and the restaurants. And I think that's just the, that is something which is, you know, irreplaceable is the, is the tangible experience of, of of coming into a store, you know, whether that's, Selfridges or 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 any other store, you know. I think it's you know, get down there and support your local your local bricks, brick and mortar stores, whether that's independent or or chain or whatever. And I think that's that that tangible experience is is super important for sure.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when you have a chance of going to more like of these like niche stores that really have a perspective and you know, a unique, you know, take on fashion and really have a very well-created selection, I always love visiting them. I mean love you know ccm here in new york or outline out here in brooklyn so yeah i always love doing that when i'm here in the city or you know abroad where can the people follow you double check that it's a at daniel russin
1: so d-a-n-i-e-l-r-u-s-s-e-n on instagram yeah no other no other platforms i do have linkedin but you know don't try to leave me on LinkedIn because I'm I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to converse with people on there for sure. Right. Um but yeah, no, no, hit no, hit me up. Um yeah, all good, man.
0: Thank you again for you know coming on the podcast, sharing more about a lot of the incredible work that you guys are doing over there at Selfridges and sharing what you're into. Yeah, Bless, man. Thank you. Thank you.